Welcome to the One in One Podcast, where a below average podcaster chats with an above average athlete. I'm your host, Bridget Bay. My guest today is Dylan Maltz, who played lacrosse at Syracuse and then transferred to Maryland, where he was part of the 2017 National Championship. He then played professional lacrosse and now coaches and trains in the sport. Dylan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bridget. Thank you for having me on. Of course. So, Dylan, you grew up in Ashburn, Virginia. Is that more northern or southern Virginia? Yeah, it's northern Virginia. Okay. Um, so it's like 45 minutes uh, from D.C. Gotcha. Very nice. So you have, I know you have two brothers, your older brother, Derek, and you have a younger brother, Danny, who actually both play or play lacrosse currently. Do you have any other siblings or just those two brothers? I have an older brother. He played uh, at Syracuse University for four years, and now my little brother, Danny, he's at the University of Maryland, and he's a sophomore there. Okay, so just you three. You're right in the middle. Yep, I'm right in the middle. <laughs> now, you've got Syracuse <laughs> lacrosse roots. Your father, Derek Sr., he won a championship there in 1983 with the Orange, and as you said, your brother, Derek, played there from 2011 to 2014. So did you grow up rooting for Syracuse in all sports? Oh, yeah, that was my, my favorite team, definitely. You know, growing up watching basketball, watching Carmelo Anthony days, and um, and then, of course, the lacrosse team. I was a big Mike Powell fan and, you know, followed the, the teams throughout the years up until, you know, my freshman year of college. I was huge, huge Syracuse fan. Nice, yeah. It's a great school to root for. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, did you play any other sports growing up or just lacrosse? So I put in like middle school and stuff. I played some basketball, like just through like a rec league and, but mainly lacrosse, honestly. Um, you know, I was so passionate about the game that it's, you know, my daddy was always telling me, you know, you can maybe take out, take a look at some other sports. And I was just so focused on lacrosse is all I wanted to play. Nice. And did you always play yeah. attack? I always played attack. Yeah. But I did do some midfield. I, I took some faceoffs in, in high school, uh, but always, always an attacking. All right, so you're always looking to score. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to, at least. <laughs> <laughs> in high school, you attend Stonebridge High School. You have a phenomenal lacrosse career. You hold the school record in goals, assists, points, and ground balls. You're four-time All-District. You're first-team All-Met. You're an Under Armour High School American, and you're ranked, I think, as high as number six in the country at attack. Phenomenal. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. Now, did you play in the Under Armour All-American game? I did. I played in the, the senior one. So going into my freshman year, I played in that, that game, um, which was, you know, it was pretty funny, actually, because I was on the South team, and I took a picture with all my the, the kids I was going into Syracuse with, and they were all on the North team, and I was only one of the yellow jersey, and then I wound up transferring to Maryland. Um, so it's kind of an ironic photo. It's pretty funny. Yeah, right. Huh. I would yeah. think Northern Virginia, you'd be on the North team, but I know it's bigger yeah. and the lacrosse is bigger up North. So maybe they have to sort of section it off oddly. Yeah. I mean, all the upstate guys, Long Island, Maryland, Connecticut, um, they have a lot of guys. Up. <laughs> That's a big deal though, to play in that game. That's equivalent to in basketball playing in the McDonald's game. Rambo had about like 15 goals in that game. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what was the recruiting process like for you? Yeah, so the recruiting process, you know, my older brother, he was a, a 
my, it was my freshman year. So he was a senior. He was committed to Syracuse at the time. And then, um, you know, going freshman into sophomore year, he was a freshman at Syracuse. So, you know, people had already recruited him. Um, so obviously I grew up being a Syracuse fan. That's the school I really wanted to go to. And, you know, my dad had, had ties with Syracuse. So, you know, I was getting recruited by Syracuse and then I played club uh, lacrosse for Black Wolf and uh, coach Trigg who runs that, um, host, you know, we went to a bunch of different tournaments. He, uh, he even hosted like, a an inner squad scrimmage and had a ton of coaches come out there my freshman year, I believe. Um, but the, you know, the recruiting process to, to any of the, players right now in high school or middle school or younger players listening. I mean, the way I think you should go about it is, you know, put together a list of schools you're interested in and then put together an email. And in that email, you know, introduce yourself, introduce your interest to that school. Um, you know, what your grades look like, uh, what club team you play for, what high school team you play for, and then um, what tournament you're playing in. And then if you have a highlight video attached that, send that off to the coaches just to get an introduction. And, um, Hopefully they see the email and, you know, can track you where you're playing club. You get to check out your highlights and stuff like that. So that's kind of what I did throughout, throughout that process. And then once I started getting feedback from schools, I started to narrow down that list with who I was interested in. And, you know, that list wound up being Syracuse, Maryland, Ohio State, Penn State, Hopkins, and Princeton. Um, so those are the schools I had to narrow down to. And then, um, you know, I, I wound up, it was a tough decision, but I wound up deciding to go with Syracuse. And um, I, I really wanted to play with my older brother um, up there. And, you know, my dad went there and I grew up being a fan there. So it was kind of, you know, a childhood dream come true. Um, so that, that was kind of what my recruiting process was like. Um, and then, yeah, and that, yeah. <laughs> That's really great advice you gave about yeah. that recruiting process and to email the coaches yeah. that you're interested in attending their schools. Um, so now, yeah. like you said, all great lacrosse schools, by the way, and great academic schools too. Yeah. And then, you know, I, one thing I left out, you know, I went on the visits and got to, to see the schools, meet the coaches, you know, see the locker rooms. And, you know, that was really cool. I mean, I remember the Penn State visit I went on and um, we went into the stadium. It was completely empty. It was like kind of snowy on the ground, but that was a really cool experience for me to see like such a big stadium, you know, they had such a historic football team and seeing that was really cool. So, I mean, take it for any of the players out there, take advantage of the recruiting process. It's really cool to be able to see all those things. Yeah, absolutely. See different areas of the country. Yeah. It's awesome. Oh, Sir definitely. Yeah. Um, really cool. Syracuse, you guys played in the dome. That's a huge place to play in. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I mean, you know, one of the best places to play in the country behind, you know, Maryland Stadium, of course, but the Dome is awesome, very historic, um, and, you know, you know, basketball plays in there, um, football plays in there, so it's really cool, and then you get a ton of practices in there. I know they have a, a couple different new um, indoor practice facilities up there now, too, that are really sweet. Nice. So you played yeah. at Syracuse your freshman year in 2014. Your brother was a senior. Yeah. That must have been really nice to have him as a familiar face on campus because Syracuse is pretty far from Northern Virginia. Yeah, it is. I, it was awesome to have my brother there. I mean, I, I always, like, you know, grew up dreaming of playing with him. So that was an awesome experience. I got to play with him my freshman year of high school. And then, you know, not only playing with him, but, you know, hanging out with him during the week, during the weekends, getting food with him, dinner. I mean, he... He's an awesome older brother. He took care of me really well. Um, so that, that made my freshman year transition really easy. I already knew, 
you know, a bunch of those players there just because my brother was there the past three years. So that was really cool. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, really nice to have that. So you played in yeah, six exactly. games that year. You scored three goals. After the season, mm-hmm. you decide to seek a transfer. What went into that decision? Yeah. I, you know, it just wasn't the right fit for me there at Syracuse. Um, it was nicer, obviously, uh, being a, go, deciding to go to Maryland. I was closer to home. Um, I'm more of a homebody, definitely a mama's boy. So, you know, <laughs> getting to meet my mom 15, 20 minutes away at Tyson's Corner to get, like, dinner and lunch was awesome. Oh, that's great. Now, how did your family yeah. take the news, though? Very supportive, you know. I mean, obviously, it's tough for my dad and my brother because they, they grew up. I mean, they played there, you know, and uh, my dad was on the first championship team there. Um, but they were super supportive, you know. Whatever they thought would make me the most happy is what they wanted to support. And, you know, through the recruiting process, um, the first time around, I, I loved uh, Coach Tillman. And, you know, growing up and, like, playing in my high school, I coached Mitchell. He went to Binghamton. Um, I had such a close relationship with him. I always liked having a, you know, a close relationship with my coaches. And I knew visiting Maryland the first time around, like, Coach, coach Tillman was like, the kind of coach I'd love to play for. And, you know, it turned out, you know, those three years that I was there, it was like the best decision of my life. And, you know, I'm, I'm keeping in touch with coach Tillman almost weekly now, and I'm three and a half, three years out. Um, so that, that was awesome. I mean, I can't say enough great things about coach Tillman. He does. He's just, he's just an amazing person. He, he really looks after every single player on the team and, you know, it's, we're like family to him and he's like family to us. And, you know, which was really awesome. Yeah, I love to hear when former players still keep in touch with their coaches. Oh, yeah, I think it's super important to have that relationship with your coach, um, you know, especially for some kids that aren't from the area, Maryland, Virginia, you don't have that luxury to go, you know, like I did to see my parents whenever I wanted to. If you have a coach that's that supportive and someone that you can talk to and rely on and also look after after you, is it's, it's awesome and, you know, like I said, I mean, I really can't say enough good things about Coach Dillman. He's, he's, the, he's the best. When you decided to transfer, that second recruiting process, were you like, okay, it's definitely Maryland, or did you take a tour of a couple more schools too? Um, so I did. I, I reached back out to Penn State, um, Ohio State, and Hopkins. You know, I, I really liked all those coaches as well. Um, you know, Coach Petromala is like a legend from Johns Hopkins. Um, Coach Tambroni from Penn State, I really like the campus at Penn State. Um, and Ohio State Coach Myers, I really like, you know, those big schools. And I really like those coaches a lot. So I reached back out to them to, to let them know I was, you know, transferring and was in the process of, or I don't know, I can't remember how the process was, but it was, you got, you had to get your release. And then once you keep get once you got your release, then you were able to reach out to these coaches. I know now it's a little more simple. I guess they just get on this transfer portal, which is yeah. pretty cool, but. Yeah, that, that's how it went. Then I reached out to those coaches and just let them know and kind of talk to them about, um, you know, possibly going to each one of those schools. And it turned out I, I decided on Maryland. Um, and, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very thankful for all the opportunities from the other coaches. They were awesome during that recruiting process. And, you know, it's super hard to tell a coach the second time that you're, you're deciding to go somewhere else. Um, but, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was good. You rejected them twice. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But clearly Maryland was yeah. the place for you. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a place for me. Um, and it definitely worked out. I was fortunate. You know, we went to three straight national championships. You can't really ask for anything more than that except for to win them all. But, 
Um, it was it was an awesome three years I had there, and you know had some built some great friendships throughout those three years, and um, had had an unbelievable time. And now I get to go back to College Park and, and support my younger brother who's there. He decided to follow my footsteps, which I'm, which I'm fired up about. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to know the recruiting process for Danny. Were you pulling him towards Maryland, and uh, your brother Derek was pulling him towards Syracuse? Um, I don't. We kind of just you know let Dan do his thing and go through it the way we went through it. Um, I definitely was like you know he 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 came to my games. He met Coach Tillman. He knew you know when I told him I'm like you know Coach Tillman is the best. In, in, in the game. He's the best in the business and he, he takes care of his players really well and he, he looks after you. He's super supportive. You can talk to him. Um, so he knew that and, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy he decided to choose Maryland and he's a Terp now. Um, nice. You know, it keeps me close to the program. I like that. Now he's an upcoming yeah. sophomore. I guess they're in class now. It's September. He had a rough freshman yeah. season just based on, you know, the season shutting down due to COVID-19, but I'm glad that they'll all retain a year of eligibility. Yeah, you definitely got to feel for all those players. I mean, I couldn't imagine, you know, putting on all that hard work in the fall. I mean, the fall is, is tough. You know, you're, you're conditioning, you're playing hard, you, you got the winter, it's super cold, and, you know, you're starting to get through that, and you're in the spring season, and it's still cold, and you know, they were off to a pretty good start. And, you know, Dan had a, he, he had a really good first five games he was playing. I think he started in all of them. And then for it to cancel, it stinks. Uh, but, you know, you got to make sure safety first and you got to take care of what's going on right now. But, yeah, that's, that's, that was just a tough situation to start play, you know, a quarter of your games and then just have to close down. Yeah, I can't imagine. Now, you had yeah. mentioned, you know, having friendships with the Maryland players. How was it, though, coming in at first as a transfer? Did the team welcome you right away? I'll tell you what, yeah. They, I mean, Charlie Rafa, um, he was a, a senior when I was a sophomore. He was a face-off guy there. He, I mean, he couldn't have been more welcoming. I mean, on top of Coach Tillman, of course, but the guys were awesome. I mean, I, I, every time I pass by College Park, I look at the sign, like the exit to get off, and I think of Charlie because of how welcome he was. Oh. And, I mean, it, it couldn't have been any better. And then there's guys like Michael Earhart who was – he graduated the year before, but I remember, you know, him reaching out to me and him being there the first or second weekend I was there. And um, just for them to be so welcoming, you know, it, it makes you feel so much more comfortable. Like, just it's hard to transfer. I mean, yeah. you go – it's like a, it's a big risk. You don't know what to expect. You, I had so many good friends at, at Syracuse, and I had a – good freshman core of friends that I had. And so leaving them, it was tough coming in and, you know, it was pretty seamless with, with uh, the transition and, you know, how welcoming they were. And, you know, you got personalities like Rambo, Heacock, Isaiah, who, you know, are super welcoming. So I remember getting up, I think it was maybe a Facebook or Instagram message from Heacock just saying like, welcome to the turfs, which was really cool. And I remember that summer I was going back and forth with, with Matt about being a turf and, um, you know, just talking to him, which is really cool. And, you know, all, all still really good friends with all those guys. That's great. Sounds like a great group of guys. And the atmosphere of the program is good, too. It, it's such a close group. Um, you know, we have the alumni weekend, and we get such a big turnout um, with all the alumni. I mean, so many guys are playing professionally right now. So we usually give the, the young guns a, a run for their money in that alumni game, which is always fun. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's a great it, being a Terp is special, and I'm fortunate to be one. Now, your first season as a Terp is 2015, because in lacrosse, when you transfer, you don't have to sit out a year, right? 
Yeah, you don't have to sit out if you uh, transfer within, like if it's not the same conference. So I was lucky because Maryland was ACC, but they moved. They, they, my sophomore year was their first year in the Big Ten. So oh, that's they were incredible a timing. Yeah, it was, you worked out really well. I, I couldn't really look at options in the ACC because I would have had to sit out a year. Yeah. And I wouldn't have wanted to do that. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. You start 15 games at attack. You score 11 goals. Maryland goes 15 and four. You beat UNC to get to the final four. And as you mentioned, this is the first of three years in a row where not only do you make it to the final four, you make it to the national championship game. Can you describe though what that moment was like when the game ended the first time and you realized you were going to the final four? Uh, Well, so the quarterfinal game against UNC was at. Navy Stadium, the Annapolis Navy Marine Corps Stadium, which was really cool. A ton of fans, you know, a ton of energy. And we jumped on them early. I mean, th- our team was so, so good. Like, you know, my sophomore, junior, and senior year, just with the talent that we had. And um, we jumped on them and we got a huge lead early, didn't let up. And, you know, going to the Final Four is awesome. You, you know, you grow up dreaming of doing that. And so that was really cool. But, you know, obviously the goal isn't just to get there, it's to win. Um, but you know, it's, it's definitely cool, especially to, to beat a team like UNC is as bad as we did. That was, that was fun. Awesome. Now the final four is in Philly. What is that weekend? Like it's, you know, it's crazy. It's hectic. A lot of, a lot of people, a lot of tailgating, you know, a lot of things, events that you have to do in terms of, you know, there's an autograph sessions. There's, you know, I have to focus on film practice. Um, getting folks for the game. So there's a lot of distractions and, you know, just being in a professional NFL stadium is awesome. So that's really cool. Um, you know, you're in a nice hotel, you're eating a lot of nice meals. It's really a fun experience. And um, I just remember growing up and, you know, going to the final fours and the coolest thing was when you saw the players, you know, walking around that area. Um, and so then, you know, it turns out I'm one of those college players walking around the area, seeing all the, you know, fans and everything like that. So it's really cool. Yeah, real dream come true. Yeah, it is. And then, you know, stepping on the field when you're you're playing in front of all those fans in the Final Four and the championship is, is pretty surreal. It's, it was uh, really cool. And honestly, my sophomore year is almost like, I don't know how to explain it. You're just like, you're kind of just in shock by the big stage because it's like everything you thought of. Mm-hmm. And then I was fortunate enough to go back my junior and senior year. And I felt like my junior and senior year, it was like, all right, I'm kind of past that. You know, I was here last year and the year before, whatnot, and you were able to really focus on what needed to be done. Um, yeah, it was more so of a business trip. I, yeah, exactly. And, you know, you always hear coaches and people talk about that when it's like a team's first year at the Final Four, and they're saying, like, you know, it's just, you don't have, they don't have experience. I think that experience of being there actually, you know, helps that team out who's, who's there uh, tremendously because they know what it's like. They've been there. Now they know, like, you know, it's a business trip. You got to get things done. It's kind of hard not to your first time being there, soak every, like soak everything in and get distracted a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was cool. Yeah. hundred percent agree with you there. You guys beat mm-hmm. John Hopkins in the semifinal. Unfortunately you fall to Denver in the final, but a really great season. Yeah. So now we move yeah. to your junior year, 2016, you start all 20 games and you score 29 goals. Maryland is 17 and three that year. You guys win the Big Ten tournament, again make the Final Four. But this is interesting because you have to play Syracuse in the Elite Eight to get to the Final Four. What was that experience like for you? 
it, I mean, that was in my favorite game. One of my top two favorite games of all time. One winning the championship, two beating Syracuse. Because you know, a lot of nerves going into that game. You transfer, and you know, you're going up against a team that you transfer from. Obviously, you want to, you know, prove to them and you know to yourself, like you know, you're you transferred for a certain reason, and you want to like make sure you do well. So it's nerve wracking. And honestly, my sophomore year, they were in the same bracket as us on the same side or something like that. And I remember my sophomore year, like I really didn't want to play them. I was hoping I, we didn't play them. And junior year, I was like hoping we played them. Like I was really looking forward to that. And it, it turned out that we played them. And, uh, you know, I mean, we had so many good players and um, that was such a fun game. It was at, I think it was in at Brown stadium. Um, but we were able to jump on them a little early, like we did UNC in the quarterfinals a year before. And, you know, I had a pretty good game. Pat Young, who was a transfer, had a really good game. Um, and that was that was an awesome moment um, and definitely one of the highlights of, of my career is just being able to play Syracuse and uh, you beat them and go to the Final Four. It was really cool. Who do you think your family was rooting for? <laughs> definitely, definitely uh, Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I know they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a really close final four. You guys beat Brown by one point or one goal, I should say. Is it what do you guys call it one point or goal? Uh goal point, yeah, one goal. Um, okay. That, I mean, that was probably the I would say that was one of the best teams we played my three years at Maryland. They were really, really good that year. Yeah, a lot of the Ivy League teams are pretty good. Brown, yep. Princeton, Yale. Yeah, I think Dartmouth's pretty good too. Really good. So you win that game. Unfortunately, you fall to UNC in the championship by one goal. Was that the year that both the men's and women's teams were the same matchup, Maryland versus UNC? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was that was really tough. That was the toughest game like loss I've ever had to deal with because that Maryland team was arguably one of the best Maryland teams to ever play. I mean if you look at the pros that are playing now, I mean, our defense, Matt Dunn, probably the best, definitely the best defender in the, the professional lacrosse league right now. Um, Bryce Young, Tim Muller, you know, we had Kyle Burmore in that, best goalie in the world right now. Um, Brian Cole at midfield. We had Connor Kelly. You know, our team was stacked that year. I mean, Isaiah, Nick Manis. Um, we just had so many good players. Curtis Corley, who's playing professionally now. Um, so that was a tough, a tough game to lose. I mean, we beat them earlier in the season pretty handily. I think three or four goals, uh, but go, losing that game was really tough. But they were an awesome team. I mean, Cloutier or Cloutier, he was he had like freaking seven or eight goals at the championship game. He had like freaking twenty five goals in the tournament. Um, so they were hot and they were really good. Um, so I mean, but that was tough. I mean, I remember just after that game, sitting on the bench with Hecock and Rambo. Just, you know, like trying to figure out what went wrong is like, you know, hearing that overtime goal go in and the crowd cheer is something I'll never forget that sound. Um, But it definitely fueled us for my senior year. Yeah, I mean, you guys have to come in hungry in 2017 because, you know, you have the heartbreak of losing two in a row. I mean, that being said, it stinks losing, but in order to lose two in a row, you have to get to two in a row. So I hope you at least think of that as an accomplishment. Yeah. I mean, getting to two championships in a row is, you know, super difficult with all the talented teams out there and 
So, I mean, it was, it was definitely a big time gut check, but you know, we, we went back to the summer, worked really hard. And that fall, it was like, we were determined to, to get back and have another chance to, to play and win a national championship. Um, you know, we were super laser focused that, that whole fall, winter, spring. I know all the coaching staff did an awesome job getting us prepared. Um, but it, that, that loss definitely fueled us. I mean, I have a, I have a picture on my phone. Uh, the background of it was like of me, Colin, and Rambo on that bench after that USC game with our heads down, like super upset, just to kind of motivate myself to remember what that felt like and, you know, motivate myself to, to get back to that, that point. That's amazing. Is it, was it your screensaver? Yep, it was my screensaver. It was like, you know, the lock screen, and then when you open up the phone, it was like the unlock screen, and I just would see that every single day. Wow. I know most people would hang a picture like that in their locker. So, you know, they'll see it when they're getting ready for a game or practice, but you're literally seeing that like what 50 times a day. <laughs> oh yeah. With the way I use my phone. Yeah. I definitely saw it more than 50 times a day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you're hungry to get back that year. Another yeah. great season for the Terps. You go third. I'm sorry. You go 16 and three again, win the big 10 tournament, you get back to the final four for the third year in a row. You personally, you score 29 goals that year and have a few at the very most important time in the final four. You scored two goals and had an assist against Denver in the semifinal. And then you scored two goals and assists in the championship against Ohio State. So, hey, that background picture, that worked for you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I had, an easy, I had an easy job. I had so many good players around me, like, you know, Heacock, Rambo, Bernhardt, Connor Kelly, Tim Rotance, all those guys did the work. I had the easy job. So, um, but it, yeah, no, it, was, it definitely fueled me um, seeing that picture every day. No, I just realized that's an all Big Ten final. Yeah, it was. Because you don't hear a lot about the Big Ten conference aside from the Penn States, the Ohio States, and the, um, the Maryland's. I feel like it's a lot of ACC. It's a lot of Ivy League. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, Big Ten's gotten really good. You know, Michigan's up on the rise. They got Coach Conry, our old defensive coordinator, who's, you know, an awesome coach. So um, a lot of the Big Ten schools are definitely uh, becoming better and better. And I know Penn State's got an awesome team, and Ohio State has an awesome team. So Rutgers had a really good team. Um, so, yeah, the, the Big Ten is definitely, definitely storming and giving the ACC a run for their money. I like that. They're on their way. Yep. You finally break through this year, and you get the win in the championship. Tell me about that game and the celebration afterwards. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, I think that, you know, that when we got there after we beat Denver, who was an awesome team, that was a really tough game. We got there. We knew this year not to get ahead of ourselves, you know, focus on the game. Like, you know, we were going to put everything we had into it to make sure that we won that game. Like, we weren't going to lose that game. I think everybody on our team knew we weren't going to lose that game, but we didn't say it before the game or anything. Like, it was just like, we had to go out there and just get it done this time. And, yeah, it was a super fun game. It was, it was uh, a little, like, hazy out. I think it was raining a little bit. Um, so it was like, a, it, was, it was a perfect kind of Maryland game. You know, whereas our defense is playing strong, we're winning face-offs, we're getting ground balls. You know, we're doing everything right, all the little things right. And, you know, just staying focused through all four quarters of that game. And, you know, once the, the you know, whistle sounded at the end of the game, it was just an unbelievable experience seeing all the fans, like, you know, you know, 
crying, like old alumni, my brother. I mean, it was, it was something else. I mean, that was such an awesome memory and such a, you know, so much fun. I mean, and then, you know, having so much fun in the locker room, we got coach Tillman to dance in the locker room for us. It was funny. And then, you know, going out to celebrate with all the alumni and all the parents was awesome. I mean, cause they're so supportive of all, you know, all every year, the, the, the fans and the, the uh, alumni. And, you know, it's really powerful to see some of those guys crying in the stands because they're so happy for us, you know? Yeah. I'm sure your family was obviously so fired up for you and proud of you. But I have to think, especially your dad, you know, he had won a national championship oh, yeah. when he played in college and now you win one. It's very special. Oh, yeah. Hey, I mean, my dad growing up always showed us, you know, his ring that he had and was like, <laughs> if you want to get to the top, like you want to start comparing, comparing careers, you got to get a ring. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was awesome. I mean, my dad's always been so supportive and helping me out with my lacrosse career and pointing me in the right direction. Um, so it was really cool. I mean, it, it, was, it was awesome. He had his camera out. There's pictures of him in the, in the stands, front row, taking pictures of Coach Tillman. It's, it's pretty <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. And now you can show him your ring. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You go out with a national championship. A great end for a terrific career. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, it was awesome. Definitely uh, really fortunate. Um, But Coach Tillman really helped us out, get us to where we needed to be, and we were able to win one. You know, I know a lot of the players, all the players on the team, definitely wanted to win one for Coach with with all the hard work he puts in and how dedicated and passionate he is. Um, we definitely wanted to play and, and win that for him. And yeah, he's been a fantastic coach. You know? Yeah, yeah, and he's been a fantastic coach for that program. He's awesome. After you graduate in 2017, you go on to play professionally. Now, can you explain what league you played in? Because there's several pro lacrosse leagues, aren't there? <laughs> yeah, so um, I didn't get drafted out of college, and... I, uh, was it the first, I can't remember if it was the first summer I was out of college, but yeah, I think it was the first summer, maybe second summer. I can't, no, it was the second summer. First summer I didn't play professionally. And then the second summer, um, they were gearing up and, you know, I, I wanted to play obviously. And, um, Rambo, he was on the Charlotte Hounds. This is the, the major lacrosse league and the MLL, I think major lacrosse league. Yeah. Major league lacrosse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. MLL. But, um, yeah, so Rambo was like, you know, he calls me, or actually, no, we were at a Maryland game, and he's like, you know, we need an attackman for the weekend, you know, we, we don't have an attackman. I'm like, uh, I got to call Coach Stagnita up and try and get you there. So whatever, long story short, Rambo and I are actually at Bentley's at the bar in College Park, and Coach Stagnita calls me, and he's like, would you like to play, you know, we need, it. We need a, a guy this weekend, and so that was awesome. I got to play my first professional game with the Charlotte Hounds and I had a pretty good, pretty good game. And, you know, thanks to Rambo because he's, he's got the best vision in the world. He's able to just spot beat me. I have the easy job. He makes me look good. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I played in the MLL for a season and then the, the PLL launched. So I moved over to the premier lacrosse league and that's when I got placed on the, the whip snakes lacrosse club. And that's where I've been the past couple of years, um, you know, bouncing around in the lineup. Um, only played, I think, three or four games last year. And then the whole bubble thing this year, I didn't go this year. But then I got just got 
picked up and signed by the Philadelphia Wings for the NLL. So we'll see what happens with training camp and trying to, you know, make that team. But I'm looking forward to that opportunity and continuing to play because, um, you know, I'm still super passionate about the game and want to get out there and compete. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for you. You know, anyone that's able to play a sport professionally, I have so much respect for. It's hard. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it is, but it's fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, you literally made it to the highest level of your sport. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> cool. You know, it's something I always dreamed of doing when I was younger. So um, it's cool to achieve something that you dream of when you're super young. Yeah. And now when you're not playing professionally, you also coach and train lacrosse, don't you? Yeah, I coach and train. And, you know, lacrosse, the sport of lacrosse has brought me to so many cool places around the country and around the world. I actually, one of my friends from Syracuse, Sergio Salcido, who's, you know, one of the best players in the world right now, um, we started like a clinic business and cancer clinics. And we wound up, wound up taking it to Japan and Norway. So we did wow. camps in Japan and Norway, which, I mean, you can only imagine how awesome that experience was. Yeah, I'm pretty jealous. That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun, yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of cool places, you know, been all around the country doing camps, California, Texas, Utah, Colorado, um, Florida. So that, it's been really cool coaching and giving back to the sport and, you know, teaching players. I'm super passionate about coaching as well. Um, I was able to be coached by one of the best coaches of all time, Coach Tillman, and I'm able to pass that knowledge off. I learned from him to future generations. Now, do you think once your playing career is over, could you see yourself potentially going the college route and being a coach? I don't think so. I, I don't think I'll be, I, I, I'd do that. Um, I'm working for True full-time. It's an equipment provider, and I'm having an awesome time doing that right now. Um, so I don't think I'd get into the coaching at college, but definitely continue to train and post camps and clinics because um, I really like the individual coaching aspect to that. And um, I don't know if coaching a team would really be my thing. Yeah. You know, there's so many different kinds of coaching and training as you know, but wow, you're a pretty busy guy. I appreciate you making time. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been pretty cool. I'm actually at this tournament right now. It's this national all-star game. They, bring in a bunch of different regions to play a tournament um, out here in Maryland. Um, so today we're just setting up, but tomorrow they'll start playing their games. And True's the sponsor for the event. The we, we made some sweet custom handles for them. So <laughs> it's been pretty cool. Very cool. I mean, I'm glad to see that you're able to get back out there now, but I imagine the past couple of months in the spring and early on in the summer were rough for you. You probably couldn't travel. Yeah, no traveling, I, you know kind of just quarantined at home, trapped at home, which, uh, you know, wasn't the worst thing, you know. Um, I was living in Arlington right outside D.C. the past three years, and then I moved back to my parents before. I just actually got a place in Leesburg, Virginia, but I was there up until this new place was ready. So it was nice being home, and, you know, my little brother was there, so I was helping him train, and, you know, that, that was good. Very cool. Yeah, it couldn't have been all bad because you also recently got engaged. Congratulations. Yep, just got engaged. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, you know, I've been, it was dating my now fiance for the past 10 years. We met in high school. So wow. it was really cool. Yeah. Wow, you made it through college, long distance, unless you went to Maryland. 
Made it through college. Yep. She went to Penn State, not Maryland. So okay. um, we had a bit of a travel, but yeah, it was good. Very cool. Good for you guys. Any wedding plans or are you taking it slow? We're, we're trying to figure it out because, you know, honestly, it's tough with COVID. All the weddings from last year moved to this year. So we're trying to figure it out. But, I mean, nothing too much of a rush. She's in grad school right now, and she doesn't finish till next fall. So okay, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, of course you will. There's no rush for that, right? Yeah. yeah. Dylan, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I love to end the podcast with a couple fun questions. How does that sound? That sounds good to me. And once again, thank you so much for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Oh, good. And thank you for coming on. I mean, you're out there at a tournament setting up. I appreciate it. Of course. (laughs) Now, I feel like I know the answer. I feel like it's going to be two (laughs) because we were just talking about this. But what is the coolest location you've traveled to? I'd have to say Norway was unbelievable. I mean, Norway and Japan, it was, it was, they're, they're obviously uh, really different, but I think, I don't know. They're, they're awesome. Norway is such a beautiful country. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm a big into the mountains and the, you know, the Alpine lakes and that was awesome experience and going out with Sergio and it, it was, it was a fun time. Uh, Norway was definitely probably the, uh, the coolest experience I've had, but, Japan was awesome as well. I mean, I actually went back last year, this past February, actually, right before COVID kind of hit. And I was out there with Rambo, who played in Maryland, and Nick Brzezowski, who played in Maryland. And we had an awesome time. We were out there for nine or 10 days. We coached over, like, I think it was, like, over 300 players. Um, we were able to do this youth clinic. Um, that was a lot of fun. I mean, we had a blast, though. I mean, those two countries are, were amazing. I have a follow-up question. How was the sushi in Japan? Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. I mean, the rice that they used to roll the sushi was just, like, next-level good. I mean, it's hard to imagine rice, like, having any difference, like, you know, tasting or anything. But it's, like, completely – it's, like, different. It's just really good. I feel like, I mean, there's a lot to offer in Japan, and I'd love to visit and see all the sites. But my main reason for wanting to go is to try the sushi. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you, the sushi is unbelievable. Oh, I can't wait. We have a lot of sushi. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Next question. What TV show are you currently binge watching? So it's funny. I'm not a big TV show guy, honestly. I don't like I just I'd rather watch live sports or live news or something like that. Um, So I'm not I have I binge watched Lost in college, which uh, is very long. And but I loved it. And then I've I've been binge watched Eastbound and Down. Um, and I think those are like the only two TV shows I've really binge watched. Well, you are missing out on some great TV. Let me tell you. <laughs> I know people have told me. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, whatever floats your boat. Last question. Yeah. I know you can answer this because you said you like watching live sports. What professional sports teams do you root for aside the ones that you're on? Well, I'm a big into professional golf. I love watching golf. Um, I'm a big Tiger Woods fan. I like Bryson DeChambeau. And those guys are so talented. I mean, I try and go out and golf every once in a while, and I'm not that good at all. But <laughs> watching these guys are you know, are unbelievable. So golf is probably my main sport i like watching right now i love i love those watching these guys play all right all right what about growing up you're in d or you're in virginia so were you a big like dc fan 
So I'm in Virginia, but my whole family history is from New York. So I grew up watching the Yankees and the Jets. Um, okay. Haven't had much, haven't had much luck with the Jets, but the Yankees, you know, they won a couple World Series when I was younger, which was awesome, and they've got a pretty good team right now. Yeah, um, that's a good one. So growing up in New York, um, didn't really watch much hockey until um, post college, and I became a Caps fan, you know, bandwagon fan, and got to experience the Capitals winning, and you know. That parade was awesome, and you know I, I'm a big Ovechkin fan. He's I think he's one of the most electric electric players to watch in any sport. Um, and so watching the Capitals and Ovechkin is really fun. Nice. Yeah. Dylan, thanks again for coming on the podcast, and you know, good luck on the tournament that you're helping out with this weekend, and good luck on on the next season. Thank you so much, and you know, thank you again for having me on. Uh, don't ever hesitate to reach out if you need anything. All right, everyone. That was my chat with Dylan Maltz. Hope you enjoyed it. It's really interesting to hear about his lacrosse career, transferring and really finding his fit at Maryland, helping them to three straight Final Fours and that 2017 National Championship. I wish him the best of luck in the upcoming professional season. I'll be back soon to speak with another outstanding athlete.